Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Trigger warning. This episode of Pretty Basic briefly mentions eating disorders. We love you and you are never alone. Ramble. Pretty Basic. Thank you to Away Travel and Macy's for sponsoring this episode of Pretty Basic. Okay, guys, welcome back to Pretty Basic. Today we are joined by two very special guests. Another iconic, iconic. BFF duo. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Mm-hmm. We're Absolutely. so excited. This is iconic. You guys are both, we're, we're very honored to be here. Oh, thank you for coming. Presence of icons. It's yes. the what we said, girlies. We've got JC, we've got Chelsea. So we are doing a swap with the what we said girls. So go check out their episode. It'll be linked down below. Introduce yourselves. Give us a little spiel. Okay, well, <laughs> we've been best friends since high school. So we met when we were like 14 or 15. We just yeah. had our 10-year friend anniversary when we were 25, and now we're 27. Oh, oh my God. 12, 12 years. years. Wow. Or am I wrong on that? I don't know. No, but it's, it was, yeah, we were 15. Yeah, so we've been friends forever. We grew up in Arizona, like outside of Phoenix. And we started our podcast on a whim. We didn't live in the same state or anything. We actually... We always say we've like followed a very similar life trajectory. Like we got engaged a month apart. We got married a month apart. Wow. And then, but then we moved, like we weren't in the same state. Chelsea was moving around for her husband's job and stuff. And we started the podcast on a whim like four years ago, just for fun. Wait, I didn't realize it's been that long. Yes. Mm -hmm. In June, which is like, yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. And we just decided to do it and we didn't know what what we were doing we didn't know anything about podcasting it wasn't we also super big in, in different states too so i did i live in utah I, I, at one point and then you moved to yeah. nashville yeah we were like in Whoa. different states and when we first started so we would meet together once a month batch like four or five and then like fly to each other just to do we, the podcast we never wow. did it remotely one time we didn't know about zoom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah honestly i miss like Not even before FaceTime. i knew about zoom yes Whoa. you know what i mean <laughs> wait that's so cute and impressive mm-hmm. that you guys would like make yeah, could have saved a lot of money on flights but, but. also that's probably nice because you have so much to catch up on mm-hmm. yes. so it probably made the bulk recording easy it's yes. true yeah we had a lot to talk about i mean yeah. we lately we've been like we good thing we're like this is why we chose the job because we don't know how to shut up like we could talk <laughs> for five hours about we're like if there's one thing about us like we will beat a subject to death like we yeah. were literally <laughs> in the car on the way here we were ta- just talking about you know whatever and i still was like as we're coming in here i'm like i have one more thought about this hold on like as we're coming to the elevator just like can't move on from the subject we beat it to death i love that that that's like the epitome of like oh we should start a podcast yeah it's perfect then and perfect. you guys are ahead of the wave too which is great yeah, yeah how- we got in right like right before. How yeah. old is your podcast? About four years too. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, I feel like you've been doing this forever too. Yeah. So it was just We're a veterans. super yeah natural like thing, and then 
it's just been so fun to watch it grow and progress. And now we get to do it together full time and we live like five minutes from each other, which is so funny because I feel like that's always been our dream in high yeah. school. People would be like, you guys need a TV show together because we did. We we're on the same dance team and we were always just like making people laugh and, you know, bouncing off each other. And so now I feel like we live in the same place. We're working together and it's just like. A dream. We yeah. love it so much. It's perfect. I feel like that's so rare. Like, people are always asking how we're, like, still friends through a podcast. Like, has there been any drama or anything like that? And it's weird when it just fits because you want to give advice on, like, oh, this is what you should do. But you're like, no, it just it's just, like, chemistry. Like, it just, like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it, you can't replicate a dynamic. Yeah, a absolutely. dynamic duo. <laughs> Wait, so were you guys going to high school together in Utah? Is that where you guys were to school in school together? Or Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. You mm -hmm. lived in Utah, though, right? Yeah, we actually lived together in Utah for, well, I lived there for only a few months. Oh, I, we were, yeah. well, wait, were you going to school at that point? You were. Yeah. I was never going to college. Like, we were just rooming together basically oh. um and we purposely it's funny now knowing what we do <laughs> I'm like dude but we <laughs> we're so stupid. we were stupid and we heard like never room with your best friend yeah. like it'll cause and you know you'll become enemies so we're like okay we're gonna room together but there was um four places like four girls and you each like two people two shared a room okay so we're like let's just not share a room like let's yeah. just share with the other girls so we can like give each other space and we regretted it so much. And literally I would like sleep in Chelsea's bed with her. I'm like, I'm so bummed. Like, oh it was just like, we're like, we can't get enough. Like I know. nothing's gonna break <laughs> us apart. That's yeah. so cute exactly. Have you guys always been super close since high school? Was there ever a time you didn't talk or anything? Well, ish. yeah, ish. But we, I was about to say, we were hot and heavy from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like when we first met as friends, it wasn't like, oh, we were just kind of like, in the same group for a while. It was like, as soon as we met and hung out once, like she literally slept over at my house the first time, which like hindsight was kind of weird. It was just like, <laughs> we hung out alone yeah. for the first time. And she's like, should I sleep over? I'm like, yeah, let me ask my mom. Like, you should oh sleep God, over. I love that. And then from then on, it was like, we were twins on twin day. We were just like doing everything together. I love that. And then after we graduated and then we moved to Utah, we were roommates. It was like up to that point, you know, we kind of, it was like a year after high school. So we'd kind of done our own thing a little bit. But then we lived in Utah together. And then JC went to go trot the globe without me. And uh, I was stuck in Utah. So. Oh, no. No, but then we kind of, it's kind of like been, no I feel like back and forth where when um, she was like doing, were you doing influencing at that point? Or was it just like photography? Social media photography. Like I was just, tra I was in my travel blogger era. Okay. Oh, so that's it. what I know. She was in Greece. Yeah. She was in Greece. Yes. yes. I was in Santorini, honey. Yes. I'm sorry. I left you in Provo. <laughs> yeah. Provo. Yeah. I was in like a dorm room that was literally built in the 1700s. And JC's like in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh that's my awesome. God. Like, <laughs> happy free girl. Um, but then we got married and then I moved away and she was still in Arizona. Then we switched. I moved back to Arizona. She moved to California oh Man, and you guys were like never in the same place yeah really. so we kind of stopped not necessarily talking I feel like we would call every once in a while but then I think for like two years after we got married and then when I was in Utah she was in California it was like random she was like hey I'm gonna fly you out for your birthday like you want to come hang out with me for the weekend life's gonna be in Hawaii and I was like okay perfect so we I remember thinking like is this gonna be kind of awkward like we haven't like hung out in forever oh my God. Wow. and then we hung out and JC's like this is my new life like it was the exact same and we were just like we can't why did we not talk like we have to be talking 24 7 yes. yeah so and then we started the podcast like a month later yeah wow. yeah yeah so the rest is history that's so interesting it's like you said though some 
dynamics and things they just click and they just work and there's no explanation because people always do say that just like they yeah. say don't room with your best friend they say don't get into business with your best friend yeah, horrible exactly, idea yeah. mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and I'm like but the thing is like I wouldn't want to do this podcast with anyone else I'm mm-hmm. like that's the magic of it yes. is is the chemistry and the friendship that runs so deep yes that's why our podcast is what it is that's why we are who we are you know so it's mm-hmm. it's like I mean I get it there's certain business things where you know you can get into like little annoyances or something but it's like when you have such a solid friendship where you're almost family, yeah. it feel like it's just different. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. How For do you, sure. how do you deal if there's ever like a disagreement or is there honestly just like never, like when it comes to the branding of the podcast or an ad that one of you wants to read, the other one doesn't, or um, it, do you ever have disagreements like that? And like, how do you go about? I feel like we've talked about this before, but it's luckily our foundation is the same. So we never have like disagreements about the path of our podcast or yeah. anything like that. But it's always just like little things where it's like, oh, I want us to wear this and she's like no I think we should wear that or something yeah. little where it's like it's not a hill that either of us are willing to die yeah. on where it's like we're going to end our friendship over this <laughs> and I think if you have good communication where it's like if you really feel strongly about something like if she does or if I do we I'll be like no I really feel like this and we listen to each other so I feel like it's pretty seamless yeah and we and we each have like we've always said we're kind of yin and yang where we have very different personalities and different perspectives so I just feel like where I'm weak, she's strong, where she, you know, and vice versa. So it's like, we can, we just make a very good team. Again, there are little things, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. And even if there's like an ad or a sponsor that I'm like, eh, it has to do with like being a mom or something. I'm like, well, I'm obviously not, but, but then I'm like, but you are, so let's do it. Like it makes sense, you know? So I feel like we just compromise a lot on stuff. Totally. For us, when we, I remember the podcast idea came into fruition and then we had to sign the contract and one of the clauses was like, oh, if you guys stop being friends, like like, it felt so like nonchalant. We're like, wait, why are we we signing these papers right now? But this podcast has not only made us closer because Mm -hmm. obviously we have to, we get to talk to each other all the time, but also we have to talk to each other all the time. So it's like a beautiful thing. We've gotten so much better at communicating over the years. Yeah. I mean, four years to do this, like doing this is a long time before the wave of everybody having a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's been so good for us, honestly. Yeah, I think it has helped our friendship so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm without this, do you think we would be, obviously I don't think we'd be as close as we are now, but I'm like, do you think we'd be as like close as we are now. <laughs> I also don't think so. I don't think I so either. Cause we, I feel like we're forced to talk about vulnerable topics Yeah, with each other that we wouldn't, like we just did an episode before you guys came about what it was like when she got a boyfriend and I'm still single and like how it was like during that whole process and stuff. And I don't feel like we would have had that conversation that openly if it wasn't for like yeah. those questions. I never would have had that conversation you for know sure. What I mean? Yeah. It's like, not to compare us to the Kardashians, but they say that too. They're like, the show made us have conversations we probably never would have had unless we were filming a show where it's like, we'll talk about something and someone asks a question and we never would have even had that conversation if it hadn't come up. That's so true. Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to ask the podcast episode we just did before, as she said, was like, Mm -hmm. I got a boyfriend, she's single, how our relationship changed. How has your relationship changed? So you guys got engaged in the same month. Were you guys dating your then boyfriends for the same amount of time? Or like, how did that work for you guys? Yeah. Kind of. Did we? I don't really remember. Well, you dated Nick before I even met Leif, but then you guys had broken up for mm, like yeah. a long time. How long were you broken up for? Almost a year? Yeah, almost a year. Oh. Almost a year. And then I met Leif and we started dating and we got married pretty fast we got yeah. engaged within how many I don't Did know you just how, know. The thing is. yes and also no. we're more we grew up Mormon so it's just like boom, oh, boom, 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 yes, boom, yes, yes, you know yes. that's so wild. I have so many I want to ask about that <laughs> <laughs> yes so because whenever I'm in LA and I'm like 
oh yeah, like we got married within, you know, like less than a year of knowing each other. We got, I think we got engaged like five months after we met. Yeah. Which wow. people here are like, <laughs> like, excuse me. And also, well, you know, I think the chin has made me look a little bit older, I will say. <laughs> but, but before that, I looked 12 years old. So I'd be at an event and they'd be like, you're married? And I'm yeah. like, I've been married for five years. Well, also, like, in wow. LA, like, yeah. the amount of single 40-year-old men yes. who are like, just like going clubbing every night. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. Very different. So, but we, we were even on kind of the same cycle with them where like, we started, uh, Leif and I started dating right around the same time that her and Nick got back together. And then we got oh, engaged nice. within a month of each other. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I got engaged a month before her. She Then she got engaged and then same thing. I got married. She got married less than a month after. Yeah. Wait, so you guys are just like always on the same page. Yes. Yes. I love that. Okay. Yes. Then I guess you can't contribute well, to our conversation. I, I feel like we can in the way where she had a baby and yeah. I don't. That's what yeah. I wanted to ask too though. Yeah. How has that like dynamic changed your relationship? Well, I get people ask me all the time this on Instagram. JC's not on Instagram anymore, but random fun fact. I'm like, she doesn't have an Instagram. I, well, I know. I was listening to the pod and you're like, oh, because um, your forget. car breaking. Yes. And then, which I'm so sorry about that, know, by the way. Okay. You're like, you didn't see. You weren't on Instagram. I was like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> I always forget. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll say something. And then I forget that she's not on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, I have to, I feel like I'm updating my boomer parent. Yeah, wait, what's the reason we're not on Instagram? Oh, just too much to deal with. I'm, I'm a very like hyper-focused person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time I got off Instagram I was just feeling so depleted and like it was just affecting me to me I feel like I'm good at like taking accountability for my life so when I am feeling something like over and over and over I'm like I just feel like crap every time I'm on Instagram it's such a time waster for mm-hmm. me like da 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 I was like I'm kind of just well I didn't actually anticipate on deleting it forever I was just wanting to take a week detox at the beginning yeah. of the year and then I literally you felt oh so just light and creative and all this stuff I'm like I, I'm Is not that what I need to do? I was going to say, that's so good for you though, because I feel like so many times, and I'm sure you did also like fight with this before, you're like, oh, I can't. It's like my job. I have yes. to do this. Literally every creator friend that I talk to is like, oh, like they all sigh exactly like that. They're like, oh my gosh, that sounds so <laughs> nice. And I'm like, here's the thing. You can do whatever you want to do, yeah. especially if you do have a podcast, a YouTube channel. It's like, I don't know. So I've been fine without it. I've been so happy. I feel like it has been so good for me. I've almost been off it for six months crazy Damn. oh my yeah. god that is, wow that is long i yeah. like that though because like you can always go back it's yes. not like you're publicly saying you'll never go back no. on it you know what no. i mean it's just for right now even the other day i was like i've been on my phone all day i've just been aimlessly scrolling and it's not i know when i'm working and i know when i'm not working and i'm just like <laughs> refreshing and refreshing and yes. you feel so drained afterwards and you feel gross about yourself and then i complain and i'm like alicia you only have yourself to blame for this. Yeah. So if it ain't the consequences of my own actions. 100%. Wait, That's so do you thought. feel like you're missing out on things though because you're not on Instagram? I will have FOMO sometimes and it's only when people will be like talking about something. Like, oh yeah, and then she did this and I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, you're not on Instagram. That's a very common thing. Yeah. Oh, you're not on Instagram. Like, so there are moments and sometimes I'll get on briefly. So I have a work phone and I still run the, what we said, Instagram. So I, okay. it's like, oh. but we don't follow anyone on that. So yeah. I don't scroll at all. But I literally get on, to go on, you can. Yes. And, and there have been times where I'm trying to look for something on someone's account or I'll like check in with my DMS to make sure I'm not missing anything important. So I'll get back on. Like, I think I maybe even get on, got on to message you guys. Yes, you did. Mm. I just yeah. realized. Yeah. So stuff like that, I will get, I'll get on my work phone and then I'll see stuff like, I'll go to my account and I'll just see stuff popping up and I'll kind of feel FOMO a little yeah. bit where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so out of the loop. But then yeah. I'm like, 
feel like everyone has TikTok these days. Like I can't yeah. I still know what's going on. Yeah. It's not like you're not on the internet. Also, right. you're yeah. killing it on TikTok. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You're my favorite TikToker, honestly. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Thank was, you. I, like, wow. especially in the midst of COVID, I'd be like just refreshing. I just need to see everything you were doing. I <laughs> oh, loved I'm it. So honored. The dancing days. Absolutely. Yes. It's like blissful ignorance though, not being on Instagram. Then you're saving money by not getting those ads because I buy everything on Instagram. I am a peaceful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I it's, fall for them it's all a, the time. It's a great life. I love yeah. it. So far, I, I like you said, I will go back on eventually. Yeah, and I've actually had fantasies of <laughs> deleting, <laughs> deleting my whole like just deleting my or archiving all my photos and, and just starting fresh. fresh. And I'm like a new vibe. Like, wouldn't oh that God, be kind I of exciting? Why don't you do similar? that? Yeah. Why don't you? Just like I think it, I think I will, but I'm still not ready because I went on. I was just saying I went on this girl's page to find a brand because again I'll get on for certain things, and I was like I need to find this brand of this swimsuit that I ordered. I can't find the confirmation. Whatever. Me? So <laughs> I was getting on her page to find the brand, and I was like scrolling through her feed, and after I felt so depleted again, I'm like. I'm obviously not ready to get back on Instagram yeah. if that made me feel oh, that way. So yeah. Good for you for being yeah. intuitive though. I was going to say, what have you learned? What's the main thing you've learned from the six months? I think just how much mental energy it freed up was shocking to oh, me wow, okay. because I, like I said, I'm a very hyper-focused person and I realized how much mental energy went into just my Instagram in general. It was like everything I was wearing. I, oh, if I look good, I have to get an Instagram photo or else yeah. I, it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. like that, that now I don't, deal with so it makes me more it makes me more present in my life and just being like I still do YouTube and I still do the podcast I still do TikToks so it's weird but I I was very honest with myself and Instagram was the one thing that was stressing me out the most I have a question okay (laughs) clearly I'm like um I've had the same thought I'm like what is it about Instagram and part of me wonders is do we think it's because when we started Instagram, it was that travel blogger era. Like it's ingrained in our head to still be perfect, to still like care how a feed looks or whatever. Cause on TikTok, I have no problem posting whatever, but like for whatever it is, the hold that Instagram has on me, I feel like it's deep down me still feeling like, oh, it needs to look a certain way or whatever. And it's not even who's watching. I feel like for me, it's just like something about it. And I'm like, what about it? And the only thing I can think of is the years of trying for it to be perfect or taking like thousands of photos to post one thing and it just I think that's spot on yeah. especially because I started as a photographer and I sold that's my right. sold my presets so it was very much that curated, curated lifestyle also curated photos with a preset on them so now that the vibe is like oh be effortless like don't post a photo with a filter on I'm like I can't even my brain can't wrap right like rewire it yes. yeah. in a different way yes. yeah so it's a weird it's a weird thing but it's been a journey Oh my God, that is so interesting. Even a photo dump is like so perfectly curated still. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I hate talking Even the about one it. I, I hate today. it. I hate it. I posted today and I was like, I don't like it. I should delete it. And I was like, no, just like leave it up. It's fine. No one's fucking looking except you, Alicia. Yeah. Like literally. It's so true. Pretty basic. Okay, back to your dynamic about case. So, okay. Sorry, oh, we yeah. took a full I tangent. We, I was we like, totally we need to get back. Off on the baby. Yes. Okay, so baby yeah. comes mm-hmm. into this world, a beautiful yes. Christmas. Okay, yes. so Christmas how did baby. how has it been like finding a new, kind of like finding your footing with your new relationship now? Yeah, I was going to say, people always ask me on Instagram. So um, I was, I've been saying and thinking about this. It's It's so interesting because I feel like it's made it more... I, at least for me now, I have to have all of my relationships have to be way more intentional because mm. I have way less time. So before I'm just like this, you know, I have all of this time on my hands. So it's like, if I want to text JC 
and hey, you want to go get a coffee in five minutes? We can go, we can drive to LA for the whole day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Versus now I'm like, okay, I have to pump. I have to do this. Like I have to plan a weekend ahead. And, you know, it takes me like an hour to get ready to go. So it just has to be less spontaneous. But I feel like it's just like the letting go of how it used to be, but accepting and loving the new relationship where it's like, I feel like from my end, I feel like I have to be more intentional with my time, but it makes me more intentional in general. It makes me, I feel like I can feel maybe just even like deeper about it or more, more, yeah, intentional, I guess, to put time into things and, and make sure that I'm, you know, have my priorities right and make time for the people that I love, I guess. So totally. I feel like in that way, it's not as spontaneous as it used to be. It's not as like, you know, we can go do something last minute. Traveling's a little bit different, but I don't know. I think it's a good, even though it, it's like interesting because we haven't ever, seriously, I feel like we've been on the same yeah. life path up until now. I mean, different careers a little bit, but even that we work together. So it's like our lives have always just been so similar. And even though in some ways it's hard, I guess you could say, or it's, it's uncomfortable because it's changed. So it's like, yeah. oh dang, it's <laughs> not the same as it was. But I think it's almost good to experience something different. It's yeah. like, it teaches you things. It's like, yeah. this is a different dynamic we're not used to. And it, like Chelsea said, you can, we can kind of go deeper with each other and have these yeah. conversations on our podcast. And, and people, I think, appreciate too, the fact that we are in different life stages. So yeah. we have different perspectives. And mm-hmm. I think it's ultimately a really good thing, even yeah. though it's not the same as it was yeah. necessarily. But it is also, because yeah. it's like, we still have the same exact humor and dynamic as we always have. And exactly. I think we always will, yeah. but it's just, yeah, a different life stage. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Very introspective. I, I know. I'm, I'm thinking how <laughs> in the last episode we're talking about us struggling to like find a new balance with each other, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there's not even a kid involved. There's no like, baby. Can you imagine <laughs> a baby? Like w- anything I'm ever complaining yeah. about, I'm like, just we imagine just me scratch, having a kid. Scratch the last episode. Yeah. You're being so dramatic. Oh Refilm. <laughs> No, it's the only thing I can kind of relate it to is friends that I've had who lived down the street that I never saw. But then once they moved out of state, it was intentional and I loved it so much more. Exactly. And there wasn't any resentment or animosity because when you're next door to each other, you have these expectations like, oh, we're going to hang out all the time. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. But then being long distance, you hardly see each other. But when you catch up, it's so intentional. So that's the only like equivalent I feel like I can. No, it's very similar to that. Yeah. It's like you have to make an effort and having to make an effort makes you more invested. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a best friend from high school. You're still close um, to a few of your friends too. But my one best friend who was like my twin, we're still super close, but we're those friends. And I appreciate her with all of my heart and soul that we know each other are so busy, but like we can pick up where we left off. Yeah. And I'm like so grateful for that. And she's the same way. She's like, I'm so busy. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, only love here. Like, and I, I think it's so rare for those friendships and then these friendships. And then even like you and Murph and uh, literally it's insane to me, but I think a lot of people are like, how does that happen? We get a lot of questions also about just like adult friendships in general which also speaking of which that's what we wanted to talk about today we made you friendship bracelets so stop I it right now <laughs> oh they, they, they oh, are so cute. you can pick whichever ones you want oh sorry i'll put mine in the mix oh <laughs> my gosh thank you feel free to wow. choose really pulls them out of nowhere yeah, like, oh i was wondering where they were She's so we've got little friendship bracelets looking. for us to wear yeah, because we this. figured obviously like two Best friend dynamic duos. But I feel like we have a lot of advice to give to those who are making friends as an adult can be very hard. I think it's harder. I kind of like 
I love making friends, but I know for some people it's a little bit harder. It's hard mm-hmm. for me. But in general, it, it, I mean, it's hard to maintain those relationships that we've had for so long. Like you guys being friends from high school, best friends from high school. I have the same. And I have some best friends from high school that I see like every week. I have some best friends from high school that I see like once or twice a year. And it's it's kind of hard. And it's like keeping uh, like the boundaries, learning the new relationships with everybody. I feel like that's a little bit hard. And then also just making new friends in general. And allowing so, them to change. Like- mm-hmm. I feel like it is so rare for someone to be on a very similar life path as you. Like, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are like, like so speechless. rare. Speechless. Yeah. speechless. Yeah. No, I think, well, I'm answering like one part of, I guess what you were just talking about. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about this too on our podcast. I feel like sometimes girls will let guys like treat them like, absolute just trash trash. Mm -hmm. but then they expect like the world from their girlfriends and (laughs) and i think i think sometimes we've been talking lately about just how you don't have to expect like your one of your friends to be everything to you like yes they can each have their own purpose in your life it doesn't have to be like you're my friend who literally solves all my problems and fills all my voids it's like we have different friendships in our life for that reason. So that, you know, you were mentioning Mm -hmm. like, there could be a friend that really inspires you. There could be a friend that really gets you. Like there's these different things. And the second you expect someone to be your everything, you're in for a, that's that's bad. And I think expectations just in general, like having expectations in relationships just is a red flag because, well, not red flag, but. (laughs) We're like, you should have no morals. (laughs) Say your thing, say your thing. She's got a thing she always says. All the time. Um, I heard it on Casey Neistat's podcast forever ago with his wife um, when they did like a month of doing podcasting, but it was expectations are resentments in the making. And I was Ooh, like, oh my God, yes, that's so true. Exactly. But, but yeah, so it's not like it's a red flag, but you almost set yourself up for failure. For there's, there's a bar yeah. in which that we accept, yes, but yes. too high, it's not fair to the other person. Mm, exactly. And a lot of times expectations go without you even voicing them. Yes, so you're yeah. just expecting them to read your mind, oh, especially yeah. your friends. Like you expect them if you're enough for yourself your capacity for relationships is in a whole new level of um acceptance and you can see your like your friends or whoever it is for who they are and their strengths and your you love that connection yeah but if you're not enough for yourself then you're going to start searching for it in other people and, and yeah. having expectations that you're going around and you're like you're expecting them to be your everything but mm-hmm. if you're your own everything then you're not you don't you don't that. need them yeah absolutely and like and that goes for all relationships too friendship exactly. platonic ro- uh, romantic for me I remember I had a best best friend at one point who I loved so much but we were each other's like everything like we would go out all the time we were uh, working together we were going partying hanging out all these sorts of things and there was just I feel like drama with every situation because I was expecting them to wear every single hat that I could possibly Mm. imagine I remember my mom was like maybe they're just like your friend to just work with like maybe you guys go to coffee shops hang out and do that maybe they're just your friend you meet out on the weekends and go party maybe she's just your friend that you like you know, whatever it may be. And I was like, no, like if they're my best friend, they should encompass encompass everything. But that wasn't fair of me to expect that from them. And that's essentially what led to the, the downfall of our relationship because it was just way too much for one person for both of us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It was a lot. <laughs> Couldn't She's agree more. But I learned so much. And now I have friends who I, I love, but like, you know, we go out and we get, we're just like dinner, like once every few weeks. I don't have to see them every single day, talk to them every single day. And I like where our relationship 
relationship is at. And I'm pretty sure they feel the same way too. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And that's the best place to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yes, please. (laughs) Like this is my podcast. I love it. No, please. (laughs) Do you guys, we talk about this all the time on our podcast. So I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that guys and girls, straight guys and girls can be friends? (laughs) No. Platonic best friends. Platonic best friends. I think... I think it's situational, but I do think from every straight guy that I've spoken to, they always say, maybe it was just like douchey guys, but they were like, oh, I'd only be like friends with the girl. Also, if I'm like sexually attracted to her, like I'd have to be somewhat attracted to her to like also want to be friends with her. To want to put an effort in. And that always stuck with me, which is gross. But I was like, kind of, I I, understand. I feel like it's possible for them to be friends. However, I don't think there's ever been a point where either party hasn't thought about hooking up with exactly. the other. Exactly. 100%. That's point, yep. That's and maybe one way, thing. like maybe like to me, I'm like, oh, my guy friend for sure. Ew, I would never, but I know for a fact, like one they way or the other. On you. Or vice versa, like a thousand percent. People will write in, because what we say, we're like, there's no way you guys can be platonic best. I'm equal. You can be friends. Yeah. 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 Best friends. No. You cannot be platonic best friends. You're both straight guy, girl. And have no feelings whatsoever. Yeah. And then someone will write into us, be like, "No, no, no! I have this guy best friend. I'm like, he has a crush on you. Yeah, he's even in love even with just you. one drunken moment or one dream or whatever, mm-hmm. where you're like, whoa, like yes. just something, something, something has happened. Tell in them your about mind. your ex. And his- oh, <laughs> <laughs> my ex. One time, <laughs> I don't even know how to go into because we went to so funny. Her ex had um, a girl best friend, and she was like, "Oh my they, god!" They like grew up together. Yeah, and then. And she was obviously dating the guy. And he literally had like photos of him and the girl like in his bedroom framed together. I was framed? like, that's weird. Framed. <laughs> but they did hook up, didn't they eventually? No, they never did. They never did. They never I was going to say. That I know <laughs> of. That never I know did. of. But I'm like, they, one of them ha- at one point had mm. to have been into the other one. Well, yep. what you obviously said is. Obviously he had it framed, so it was him. Is kind <laughs> of true. I feel like. I can't even think of. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you ever think of just like straight men doing like mundane act? Like he put the picture in the frame and like he like put it up. Like, I love thinking about it. Or like, oh the, yeah, you you're know? telling me he didn't have feelings for her and he put her in a <laughs> no, frame. He went to Home Goods. He bought the frame. He checked out. He came home. He like unboxed it. He took the I sticker did. off. Yes. The sticker. Changed the like the generic um, <laughs> photo that was you there. Know, have you ever heard of like? I'm so sorry. I totally interrupted. But like when um they're like, when did you get an ick? Or when you get the ick from a guy and it's like him doing like mundane things yeah. like him like oh my like him putting his picture in his frame like yes. that's so ick. No, that is oh, ick. a million percent. one of them is like packing for a weekend trip like like tra- trying his outfits on no. the floor and then <laughs> putting them in his duffel bag like, no, it's so funny. His clothes. That's so i was funny. helping i was helping my sister she was trying to get over this guy and we were watching um do you guys know bts yes yeah. so she's obsessed with bts and so am i but she was watching one of their videos and i was like Imagine him at a BTS concert in the front row. Like, that's an ick. I'm like, With the light of six. Yeah. <laughs> doing the choreography. The army <laughs> yes. the choreography. No, I'm like, and she's like, you're right, that works. I'm like. It was that simple. Yeah, it was that simple. Damn. That's a really good tip to help someone get over a guy. Or like being the water boy for like an NBA team or oh something. Oh my God, Just like yeah. standing next to Devin Booker. We're obsessed with Devin Booker. Oh my God, yes. Okay, I was wondering why you guys love the Phoenix Sun so much. And I just thought you were like. Just a random Yeah, team. exactly. Okay, this all makes more sense now. From Phoenix, born mm-hmm. and raised. And Kendall Jenner obviously is obsessed yeah, with you. Exactly. So this makes sense. I'm her muse. It's yeah. just a whole, it's my journey. I have yeah. to go on. Yeah. What are the situations in which she's copied you? So <laughs> I made a TikTok. Um, so I went to a son's game with my family and I got chosen to be on the Jumbotron to play a game at like one of the uh, timeouts or the halftime thing. Yeah. 
And so I was on the screen and my mom has a photo of me on the Jumbotron and then like some of the players looking up at the Jumbotron like while I was on it. And so um, With Kendall- their jaws like this. Yeah. Uh, where they? Oh, I was like, oh, really? They were in love just with you? Devin Booker <laughs> looking. No. So, and then uh, shortly after, like a few weeks later, Kendall dyed her hair red. And so I jokingly made a TikTok yeah. and was like, oh, like I know how she got this. I was wondering, oh, why did she go red? Why did she go red? And then I realized, oh, it's because I was on the Jumbotron. Obviously. It was a little random, I have to say. And then Devin saw it and like told her, or like she you, was watching yeah. the game, whatever. <laughs> like it was obviously me. And then um, I was joking and then, like a, when was it? A, f- a week or two later, I have this like almost uniform that I wear all the time. These green pants that everyone knows, like I'm obsessed with and I just wear constantly. And I always wear it with a white I know, tank. I'm shocked you didn't wear them today. I'm shocked too. <laughs> People are always like, that's your outfit. Like I just have worn, overused it, okay? So then I see this photo that she posted on Instagram of her wearing a white tank and like very similar green pants <laughs> in a, the same pose that I no, had done. fan behavior. And so I, I made a video about that. I was like, oh, I was like, maybe we aren't kidding. And then every, every video that I made from then on out, like would just always pick up traction so yeah. anyway it, it, i'm like it started out as a joke but is it is, is it, it? We'll i never don't think know. so we'll, we'll never, never know. know no we'll never know and you know what on that uh not skinny but not fat episode with chloe she was talking about how she was like watching someone's instagram story and then kendall and kylie were like why are you doing that on your real account like you can't get just offense. be yeah. like you have to like get a finsta to do that oh and i was God. like okay so she has a finsta <gasps> so has she been lurking so well oh, but you're on instagram anymore. i not know anymore. you're not, not giving her any inspiration mm-hmm. yeah yeah she's not giving her she's anything she's inspiration she's like, she, she, died, she, she dyed her hair back dark she couldn't <laughs> think of anything else exactly <laughs> exactly that's so, that funny. so funny have you guys seen that stormy's in love with devin booker yes it's my favorite thing in the world i think so it's so cute. cute it's so cute i she's like the rest of us yeah all upset Oh, obsessed with him. I too had a crush on my uncle when I was little. I have no recollection, but my aunt tells me she's like, it was so embarrassing. Like I was at their wedding and I'd be like, hi, Uncle Tim. Oh, the wedding. <laughs> I swear to God, in my little flower girl dress. You're like, stop. Like, wait, wait I'm just like Stormy. She's just like us. That's when you know, like I was so boy crazy when I was little. Like every, and not my own age, like every grown, like any camp I went to, the camp counselor, I'm like, the camp counselor. I was oh obsessed. I don't want these other sixth graders. Yeah. Give me these guys. I want a man. I want a man. We're still saying that. <laughs> Pretty basic. Oh. Moving on. Um, so Mormonism. <laughs> Let's get into that. Yeah. So you were born and raised Mormon. Mm-hmm. And how are we still practicing Mormonism? We, we literally were, t- were just talking about this in the car. Okay. Yeah. Is, this is what we were talking in the elevator up. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's a constant journey. I mean, speaking for myself, it's a constant journey, I feel like, of just religion in general. Yeah. yeah. You grow up a certain way. You know, you know, I was just saying to JC, I was very fond of my childhood. I fit the mold. I fit in mm. to, we had Indie Blue on and we were asking her about Utah yeah. and Mormonism and she was kind of saying the same thing. She's like, I liked it because I fit in. I was like, you know, I fit the mold. So I didn't feel like exiled, like, you know, mm. how some people do. And so I was saying the same thing. I'm like, I grew up, I was very fond of my childhood. I had a bunch of siblings and I just feel like I just had a fun, comfortable childhood and, and I'm fond of it. So when I go back to, you know, um, the ward that we call it, like the ward, a congregation basically okay yeah Yeah. i don't know much about more yeah just like as a congregation in in a certain area you call it your ward that like meets at the same time every week okay Okay. so i'm saying when i go back um to that even a building that that reminds me of my childhood i feel fondness for it because Mm. that's how i you know remember it which is beautiful yeah exactly but but my own relationship with religion and god and all the like 
principles and all yeah. the little things. I don't know how much you guys know about Mormonism, but even like practicing, I don't do the same things that I grew up. Like if 10 year old me saw me now drinking coffee, I would be shook. To yeah. my core. Like I would yeah. be like, oh my gosh. Like I literally saw that my brother had my humps on his iP- iPod <laughs> when he was in like seventh grade. And I prayed. I was like, yes, please forgive oh, him. Like, wait, oh. That's so cute. But, but it's like, just like, that's how I grew up. Any, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like, it, and I think a lot of people can relate to to how we grew up too because of social media and just yeah. like getting to know, you're kind of out of your bubble now. Yeah. Even just on social media, you can see different walks of life. That's just mm-hmm. how we grew up around so many other Mormons. So yeah. it's just like, it was so, we are so used to it. But now moving away, seeing other walks of life, you just get a taste of life. And then you kind of have to figure out what works for you. And yeah. like, I always say whatever, I don't, I hate saying, I always say, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you I'm, know my favorite, famous yeah. quote. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know that I always say this. I feel like I try to find tools, whether it is in my religion or in life in general, that help me feel closer to God, the God that I believe in. Yeah. And so whatever I need to do to kind of, you know, curate that in my life more Mm -hmm. to help me with my own foundation of spirituality, you know, my own morals, my foundation of, you know, just wanting to be a better person and connect to God or whatever you want to call it. That's what I try and focus on. It's not necessarily on the little things of, you know, Mormonism that a lot of people see. So it's yes and no. Like Mm -hmm. I... I don't know. It's hard. No, I love it. It's a very progressive way of thinking though, which is really cool. Yeah, and I, I feel like too... A lot of people that don't like the church will leave mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Whatever works for, you know, you and everyone's on their own journey. You don't, and it's like, you have your whole life to figure it out. So just let people figure out what they yeah. want as you know, the time goes on. It's, I don't like when people pressure them to stay in or to leave. Yes. It's just like, just let them do their thing yeah. and help them figure out what they, what works for them mm-hmm. and what they believe in and, and what they align with. I also like to think, like we were just saying, I want to you know, maybe be a good part of it. Cause I remember having certain leaders when I was younger in the church that I was like, I don't like what you're teaching me. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't love the example you're giving me. It's a lot of shame. It's a lot of guilt. Oh my God. But what if I could be that leader for a 12 year old girl that doesn't make her feel like yeah. I can be a good part of it that can make her feel, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So I don't know. It's just, it's a constant journey. I feel like where I don't necessarily love to label again, speaking for myself, like label myself as something, mm-hmm. but also I'm like in my mid twenties and I'm, I'm yeah. not, I now have a kid and I'm like, what do I want him to yeah. like, yeah. how do I want, I want him to have, you know, structure and I want, and I'm just trying to figure out what I want him to, you know, yes. be, teach my kids. Absolutely. Know? And you have so. to understand too, like growing up Mormon, if it's, it's such an interest. it's weird because when you grow up, you think, at least I thought this was the world like this, mm-hmm. I would in this very small environment where Mm -hmm. basically everyone around me is Mormon I know no difference so it's like then when you get older and you start traveling and you move out of the state you're like oh like this the world is so much bigger than I thought Mm -hmm. it was and maybe like you start to question things or be like what is what I grew up believing is that does that still connect with me is that what I want for my life and I think the hard part about for me like Mormonism specifically is you grow up um believing that you are in the one and only true church on yep. this earth. There is yeah. nothing else that will ever give you what that church will give you. And 
no one else has the truth but you. yeah you're like that you're right everyone's wrong yeah, yeah yes yeah. and and it almost unfortunately gives I think you a bit of a superiority complex mm-hmm. growing up because mm-hmm. you're like you feel bad for people if they're not Mormon yeah. that's how I felt I'm like oh my gosh that's so that's sad so they don't sweet. know the truth like yeah. Yeah. you know I I know all the truth and you don't and like oh I wonder what's gonna happen to you and it's like restructuring that is first of all terrifying yeah. because mm-hmm. as you your get whole older foundation is exactly completely broken your whole foundation is shattered when you begin to question like is it is it the one and only like does that make sense to me does that connect with me like and then everything else kind of starts to like crumble because you're yeah. like wait well if that's not like so yeah. then yeah. yes but then you yeah. don't want to be yeah but then we were just saying like I don't like to be around there's two ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. I don't like to be around people this is me speaking very candidly that are super super Mormon mm-hmm. and like very by the book because it's a lot of like you said shame guilt just yep. I'm like I don't connect with it I also don't like being around people who are anti-Mormon because we still have family and friends who yeah. are very much involved yeah. in the church that we love and respect. And so it's like, I always feel like I'm in this gray area, which is another weird area to be in because the church teaches you kind of have to be black and white. It's like you were either in or you're out. And I so it's just like, I didn't grow up Mormon, but I grew up in a very like conservative Christian, um, you know, go to s- literally church every single Sunday. You yes. do not miss it. Like mm-hmm. you are there. Um, my mom was always on all the worship teams too. So I was there super early for practice, like crazy. And I fully agree with the feeling of once you get, I don't know if it was just like our parents' generation or any, you know, this goes for, I can't speak for other religions, but I'm speaking broadly in the term of religion where I feel like we got stuck in that shame that like do the rules. Like everyone's always, always going to sun, like going to church, compensating for every single thing else that they did. And I feel like our generation grew up watching our parents and relatives and friends and family being like, y'all are fucking fake. Like you guys are so like yeah. such hypocrites. Yeah. But then you get older and you're like, okay, so I don't agree with that, but I do agree with this. Cause same thing, like loved my childhood, um, still have a lot of similar beliefs, but then you see, but then once one thing crumbles, they all crumble. Exactly. And then you're yeah. like, so why is everyone picking and choosing? Why? And then of course everyone argues like, oh, well, what made you hate the church or religion wasn't God. It was the people in the church and it was them and there's blah, 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 blah. But then you're like, yeah, but it all still is like, it's so hard to unlearn things exactly. and relearn. Cause especially for me, like very similarly, I was like, I'm the good kid. I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, every Sunday school or in school or whatever, you know, making, um, authority figures proud or like wanting to do that. And then you get older and you're like, wait, was I just believing this because they wanted me to believe this? Or was, was I believing this? Cause like, I actually do believe this myself mm-hmm. or like, and then I can't even imagine raising a kid. Like, cause yeah. then you're really forced to sit there with your partner being like, wait, what do we want to teach them? Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. our generation I, yeah. got the shame. I know. Yes. Like, and I think it's I think getting better. I think it's getting better, which makes me happy. I feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to break that cycle of like yeah. shame and guilt and stuff. And I think a lot of people feel exactly like we do, but they don't, they're not as loud as the other people. So yes. it's like yeah. a lot of people are in that kind of gray middle area where they're trying to figure it out and they have like, you know, sturdy beliefs, but at the same time, it's like, but what are the other little parts of my beliefs that I'm yeah. like, okay, uh, I know like, you know, I believe this, but yeah, yeah like you said, if, if I'm doubting this, then, then what about this? And it just like, and once the illusion is kind of popped, like it's very hard to just make sense of all of it. Like yes. it's, Completely. it's very, and you're confusing. like, was I in a cult? It's a lot to deal with. And I think so many of my friends are going through this. I think your twenties and like your late twenties, 
at least for the people I'm around, like I swear all my friends are kind of going through the same stage where it's like, yeah. wait, like, you know, some of my friends grew up super Christ- Christian or Mormon or whatever. And all of us are kind of like, okay, like, yes. what do we think? What yeah. do we think about this? Yeah. Like, it, what's going on? I think it is more gray than anything yeah. we've ever been taught, which is again, unlearning what 20 years of, especially when you're like formative years, when you're like learning about all that stuff. And what you said about like, oh, it's, be- it's not because of God. It's because of the people. That's a very common phrase within Mormonism too. And I just feel like, it's almost like, impossible to separate. You're two. like, but mm-hmm. I'm still pissed with them. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like, like yeah. because it's like, yes, they're not the same, but like your experience of the gospel or wherever, where you go is a huge part of your, the culture. Cause people always say that too. They're like, no, it's just Mormon culture. That's bad. Yeah. And I'm like, but. But the people make up the, the culture. People, yeah, but yeah. It's yeah. Like, so it's like, okay, I guess, I guess I can just like practice it in my home then. But then. People are like, well, if you're not outwardly doing this and that, then like, yeah. and it's like, so okay, many, um, there's so many rules. Uh, it's yeah. so hard. It's really hard. You have to completely, when you break everything down as you get older, you have to completely, uh, what I'm learning is block out all of the noise from mm, everybody. Good and bad. Good everything. and bad. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes I was just saying, I, I don't want to be just following, you know, like, a sheep and following people who are just saying like, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. Like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. Just trust me, trust me. And then I also don't want to just follow people like, no, you have to leave. You have to leave. You have to to do this. And I'm like, I just want to not listen to anybody Mm -hmm. and figure out what I believe and what I, you know, because especially once I came to LA, I'm like, oh God, I I know what they're praying for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I had a very similar situation to her where I was raised in the Christian church. I literally was in a performing Korean Christian group, only saying in Korean. I don't know Korean. I like, <laughs> I was up there doing splits. Like I was just like, like dancing. Yeah. I had my little outfits, but I was doing it because my parents wanted me to. And the day I turned 18, I was like, mm, don't really think I believe in this guys. And my parents were just sobbing in the mm-hmm. car. Like my mom was like, where did I go wrong? And I respected obviously what they wanted me to to learn and to to abide by but once I turned 18 I was like oh I actually don't think I believe any of this anymore and so for now almost a decade I it's so hard because for my whole life like I'll find myself praying all the time because it's all I knew Mm -hmm. for 18 years of my life actually 27 years of my life but I'm also like do I believe this like who am I even praying to I'm not sure but I've been having this conversation with almost everybody in my life now mm-hmm. all of a sudden which I think is really cool because I respect everyone's religions I believe that everyone should believe whatever they want to believe yeah. um but I like that everyone's just asking questions and like yes. trying to figure out it's what the hell's cool going on seeing both of us growing up Christian you guys Mormon like how there are similarities of how you yeah. feel which I think that would obviously like this is such a cool combo yeah. I feel like wouldn't have like I would never assume that you guys would feel similar. Yeah yes. you know what I mean and, and that's I think yeah it's just a universal feeling yeah and, and it's it branches out to even more than just religion in general, but also all religions I feel like are very similar. If you, especially if you grow up in a very strict household in certain religions, most religions do believe they are the only yeah, religion true. that's I was right. Say, you Christians know? believe yeah. also that they yeah, are. And they <laughs> also, it, it does kind of give you no matter what it is like, well, I'm right. And if like, you don't even want to marry another religion, because yeah. it's like, well, no, because it's just such a big part where it's like, yeah, once you see other people, like, but I'm not better than them. They, yeah. Like, I'm not a, you know, more spiritual being than them. They have just as much potential as I do. So, yeah, yeah you have to just kind of break that down and then understand that religion in general. It's like, it's just a journey. It's a yeah. world, I mean, yeah, we could talk yeah. about this for five hours. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's, it's a very, mm-hmm. I think I've been thinking about it a lot the past, like, yeah. Six months to a year, oh really God. breaking down. Like, wait a second, what do I believe in? And, and I think it's just important to do what makes you feel good. Yeah, and I think that that will never lead you astray. Like and you, just, your gut, your always gut knows. Is, yes, yes. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Focusing on. And kind of full circle, going back to what I said, I think I've been trying to just focus on the tools, whether it's like even part of my religion or not that bring me closer to that feeling of like who I really am, like my, my true identity of like that good feeling you get in your chest where it's like, oh, I feel, you know, religions will call it different things in our church. They call it the spirit where it's Mm -hmm. like, you feel like the Holy spirit or, you know, that feeling, whatever you call it, it's like that feeling is a good feeling. It makes you want to do good things. So I know it's good. I know that that's like my moral compass. So whatever brings me closer to that feeling more often, I want to stick around, you know, and other things that that don't, that make me question that or that are making me be judgmental or that are making me shame other people or like things I want to stay away from. Totally. So I think it's just trying to figure out what that is for everybody. And it, it's sad too, because what you said, like, you know, they're praying for you. It's like as nice as their intentions mm-hmm. may be. I think like I heard someone talking about how they're terrified to leave the church because they know how people talk about you when you yep. do. Like, yep. oh and, and my it, God, I'm so passionate about this. And it's so, and it's so <laughs> sad. <bitches. laughs> and it's so sad because it is, it's oh. like, like people also will always be like, oh, people just leave the church because they want like an easy life. Like they just want to live like, yeah. like they do their own thing. And I'm like, no, what's easy is being on autopilot. Yes. What's easy is oh, doing yes. what you've mm-hmm. always done. Like, Damn. And, and I'm not saying either is bad or good. It's it's like, again, you should do what you want to do. You should do yeah. what works for you. It's not that leaving is better or, or worse. It's just that it's not, that's not the reason people like leave religion. Yeah. Usually it's like live an easier life. It's no. like, this is way harder to like, yeah carve your own path and be like, what do I really believe in? Like, mm-hmm. I am really trying to dig deep here. It's, it's not just like, I don't know. It's yeah. just, yeah. And, and people will t- talk about you and be like, oh, we feel so bad. They pity yeah. you. Yeah. They pity you. They think you're stupid. It's yeah. just like all of it. It's worldly now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's so interesting too, because we talk about a lot how a lot of times when you grow up in a very strict household, those are the people that will resent that religion mm-hmm. a lot because they, they have, it, it's so closely related to their childhood trauma yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. I oh, want to yeah. get away from that. But then we have friends. I know so many people who, who come into religion later in life, had no religion growing up, and then they come into a certain religion later in life. They love it. They only see the good in it. Yes. Can I be honest? I'm almost envious of those people mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I, I still have so much resentment. I still have so much like, oh, like I, I fully believe in God, but I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous it's of those people. It's hard to shed it, yeah. It's hard to shed it. And then when I think of like all those people who are like, oh, I'm praying for her, blah, 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 blah. I feel like where I've personally fallen. I hate hearing that. I'm praying <laughs> for them. It's I just know. so I'm like, like I'm praying for you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm praying it for my job. Um, I always think, uh, I think what helped me the most, cause so when I first started my YouTube channel, my I obviously was like, oh my God, I need to be a good role model for everyone. I need to like, Mm-hmm. be the if you look at any of my old content it's like oh poor girl like <laughs> oh my god like very just like hee like <laughs> disney whatever and finally i got to the point where i was like you know what being the best type of role model is being who i am in front of the world as well as who i am behind closed doors mm-hmm. if i'm gonna film a truth or drink and be literally fucking drunk on my ass <laughs> i'm not gonna pretend i don't do that exactly. and then do it around the corner mm-hmm. i want to do that and show the world and i'm like to me that feels more genuine than just going to Sunday every single week, pretending to be a certain way and whatever. And I feel like that's at least where I am right now where I'm like, you know what? Maybe in a few years, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, I was in a dark place and I didn't know, but we'll deal with that then. Exactly. And right now I'm like, I think being the best role model is being like, genuine and true versus exactly like of where you image. are yeah, yeah. Too. I love that church when when people will get up and like 
you know, bear their testimony. There will be days where it's like, some people are like, I know this, this, this. And you're like, you know that? Yeah. You've never seen him. Yeah. Like, how do you know yeah. that? And then some people are like, you know, I'm on a journey. I haven't been to church in a long time, but I'm just being honest. It's like, those people are like, I'm like, thank you. I can relate to you. You like, know what I think fucked me up too? Because I also went to private um, Christian elementary school, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. So there was also chapels involved on the Sunday services and everything. All the time hearing people being like, oh, this is my testimony. This is my testimony. So for years I was like, I don't know mine. Like, what is mine? But I was like, I haven't lived life to live it. Like, exactly. like, I've been, like I'm 10. I'm literally <laughs> 10 years old. I thought about stealing a fruit roll up. I don't know. Like, I think that <laughs> kind of fucked me up a little bit where I was just like, oh, I need a story. What is my story? Like, or I don't like all of that. God's like, like, it'll come. (laughs) You're 12. Like, it's okay. Or he's like, I got a lot in store for you, honey. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Damn. Pretty basic. Yeah. That sounds traumatic. It's just a lot. And I think as, again, I don't know if it was a generational thing or like, or whatever. I just feel like, I don't think I want my kids to grow up in that such structure where it's like, you have to memorize a Bible verse every single week. I couldn't tell you shit. I literally should know so much for going to a private, like more, I should know so much about Mormonism because I've like, (laughs) we spent years like learning about other religions. I can't tell you shit, but it's because it makes you feel better. I took Spanish for six years and don't know anything. Literally, literally. (laughs) But I feel like that's where I was like, okay, so what was the point if we're not comprehending anything? Mm -hmm. Like if it was just to like memorize shit and then- well, I don't know. Not to literally completely change the subject, but this relates a lot to, I think, a lot of people's journey in a lot of areas of life. But this is exactly how I also felt with like exercise and health and yes. wellness. Is like, you're. I was so like a good health person where yeah. I was like being crazy about it. I had an eating disorders. So I was like, you know, so like no sugar, no oils, no whatever, counting my calories, working out like twice a day, t- sometimes three times a day, just being so crazy about it. I had so much shame and guilt and was so unhappy. Yeah. And then I had to go to the other end of the pendulum. I had to like get rid of it completely to just kind of like Unlearn find my everything. middle ground. Yeah, which and I feel like is- understand your why. Yes. Exactly. Oh, full circle moment. Exactly. And I think that happens a lot of times in life when we, we put so much of our identity in something. Mm-hmm. And then once it like kind of crumbles, you have to just- get rid of it to find yourself. And then you do find like that middle ground where it's like, okay, I couldn't go to a gym for a long time yeah. because it like the, I felt like my eating disorder lived in the gym, but it didn't. It's like, I can go to a gym now and find that place where it's like a middle ground of like, okay, what's a healthy balance? And you had, this is a crazy analogy, but you had to come to that realization for yourself. It wasn't anything about the people in the gym. It was exactly. just it as a whole and you needed to take mm-hmm. a step back. Yes. I yes. love that. <laughs> exactly. How did you find the middle ground? Um, Honestly, time. Uh, therapy, lots of therapy. Okay. And I feel like finding, uh, dropping labels about myself. Like, I love that. And not having my identity be in so much of like my personality traits that I was like holding on to because I wow. thought that was my identity, like understanding who I actually was and that like I had everything I needed and, and just kind of coming to acceptance and, and understanding, you know, I went from an actual diet where I was like so restrictive, so, you know, just obsessed with working out, obsessed with what I looked like, but also thought I looked horrible at the same time. Not mm-hmm. obsessed, like I look so good. It was like, I cannot look good enough. Just hyper fixated. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm just so sad every day, crying when I looked in the mirror, just horrible. Went to therapy and then kind of had to um, figure out with health and wellness, like, okay, what makes me feel good? And also I have to get rid of the expectations again in terms of, you know, then I started going to an intuitive eating, but I was still using intuitive eating as a diet because I was hoping mm-hmm. intuitive eating would make me lose weight. So yeah. it was like, oh. I, it was still a diet. It, yeah. I had to like, intuitive eating is when you're, you have no, um, 
expectations of what is going yeah. to be the outcome. Yeah. It's just, I'm doing just this because in tune. exactly. So I feel like as soon as I had to like, just t- break down these walls of, you know, figuring out what was my healthy balance. And then as soon as I started to accept myself and just feel like this is the body, Chelsea, you're going to have for the rest yeah. of your life. This is the face you're going to have for the rest of it. Obviously you can like alter things mm-hmm. a little bit, but not is much. Quaking. <laughs> but, even, but even then it's not like you're a different person. Yeah. It's like, you still have the same face, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> but, and so just having to accept that and being like, y- you can only change it so much. You yeah. know? Totally. So just be happy with what you have. It's a waste of time and energy to be wishing you were somebody else. Yeah. And you could be doing so much more productive things with your time, with your energy, with your thoughts. And so you should be doing those things totally. instead of, you know, being so stressed about yourself. I almost just got emotional. I was like truly listening. I was like, I'm going to go home and listen to this again. It was so great. So insightful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. So back to um, Utah. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. So something that's been blowing up that I have many questions about. Soda shops. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about them. Well, I act like, I'm like, yeah, ask us more. We know nothing. (laughs) Wait, really? No, no, we do. I mean, to break it down, like Mormons don't drink usually coffee or alcohol. So I feel like that, and Utah is very high Mormon population. Mm -hmm. So I think that their way of, you know, having fun drinks and because it's fun to have like a beverage. Absolutely. Half of me having my coffee in the morning is a mental, like I like something. Oh my God. When I used to go to dance classes and I'd walk in with a Starbucks and like show it off to people. Like I was like, (laughs) I'm so much better than everybody else. My double chocolate chips. Yes. I was just, I just felt so cool carrying it around. Yes. And so I think that's Utah's version of kind of just like finding a fun drink. And honestly, they're so good. They're so so good. Basically they have these soda shops. Also the same with like cookies. That's another thing that, but that's Oh, Crumble started there. Yes, that's right. There's a lot of other cookie places like that. And the soda shops are known for their cookies. So you get a cookie and a soda. Uh What's so big about cookies there? Just cookies are good? I don't know what it is. Mm, I love a cookie. I love Crumble. But basically- it's uh yeah a soda shop where you can get like any soda or you can get sparkling water and you can get all these like mix-ins so a very popular one is people getting like dr pepper or coke or diet coke and then adding in like coconut cream like i had no idea until maybe a month ago i want to try it i didn't let's do it it'd be like a root beer float right i wish they had one here because i tried one when we were in utah and it was so good. It was called Strawberry Breeze from Swig, if you're in Utah. Swig. Swig. I'm sure you know what it is. Yeah, it's called Swig. They have so many. It's like mm-hmm. thirst, swig, like any, so many different shops. Any yeah. word that's associated with drink. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's there. And I had it and I was like, this is hitting. This is so good. And now I'm like, I I wish they could like ship here. Like I wish I could get that right what now. Is I'm craving the drink? It. What is the drink? Oh, it's uh sparkling water, coconut cream, strawberry puree, and strawberry syrup. You need I to think. figure oh, out what coconut cream so good. Is. Yes. And then we can make it at home, I, I guess. I feel like we've gotta have some listeners that are um soda shop girlies that know. Or that. maybe they work yes. there. Yeah, that yeah, work give you the measurements. <laughs> yes, give me the measurements. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it's with it blowing up, there will be one here soon though. I feel like it's totally gonna mm-hmm. be a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys know what when you started and you're like, so speaking of Utah, so I thought they're gonna say soaking. Let's do that next. I lit it the first time. Do that. <laughs> ever heard about that? I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Real. We've real. never. We've wait. never. I'm like, I've done it. Yeah, no, I, was like, <laughs> I was gonna yeah. speak for both of us. And I was like, I actually don't know if you've done it or not. No, I. Um, I mean, that is a thing, though. Yeah. Which I. It makes no sense. It makes, it makes no, no sense. sense. Can you maybe explain to the audience yes. just in case yes. they don't know I'm what like, it in is? In detail. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, 
I think like a lot of other like uh, Christian based religions, you, it's um, very encouraged to um, abstain from sex until you're married. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Mormons, especially that go to BU, they have to um, abide by an honor code. And you can literally get kicked out of school if you break the honor code. So if so you have sex, you're done. Yeah. So college. if you, you, but you also know you that going it, into BYU, you know, you have this honor code, but, but so people want to find a way around it. Right. Yeah. So, so they're, they're like, in the dorms. The yeah. Like how can I get as close to the line without crossing the line so that I can, you know, tell my bishop or whatever, be like, well, I didn't have sex, you know? <gasps> so soaking is when <laughs> they insert their penis into the, women's <laughs> vagina and they leave it there they don't no thrust thrusting. they don't take it in and out they do a one and done like they sit and they soak it you know <laughs> like and then but then sometimes people well, rumor has it rumor has it rumor has it i can't that believe this is real they will be on like a bunk bed or something like yes, man, the joke the joke. and then someone will go on and like push it up so that it moves oh my god i can i I, I want to talk to someone who's done. That. I refuse to believe. That. I also have heard that. Ew. Like <laughs> I have also heard that they'll be like soaking, and then they'll be like, "Oh wait, we don't want to do this," and then pull out, and then be like, oh, "Actually, we do," and then pull back, <gasps> in. and then so it's it's still going out Stop. of the like. Okay, either, you're still not having. Either sex. way, you penetrated and you removed. You did the action. Yeah, exa- it's exactly. Done. It makes exactly. no sense. It makes no, it makes sense. no sense. It's, it's the epitome just... of like, well, how close can I go to crossing the line? Yes. Oh There's also a thing in like um, Utah too. Again, this is a rumor. I don't even know people personally who've done this, but that they'll go to Vegas because it's super close, get married for the weekend, have sex, Shut and, the then, fuck and up. then get and an then, annulment. Oh my God. Not that being genius. If that, I mean, if yeah. you're trying to find a way around it. Exactly. So they don't Damn. get kicked out of school. I didn't know you could get kicked out of school. Absolutely. That means you get married no, no. to get not get kicked out of college. Has to get actually married and then has. But that makes so much more sense. Why I'm like, what? What's the point? Of why, like the fact that soaking has a title to it makes sense because so many people are like, "Fuck, we can't do this." So because, good. because you'd get kicked out of school. I had no idea. Yeah. If they admitted to soaking, it's okay though. Like you're. I, good. I honestly don't so. know. Okay. I think it's just their way of being able to with with a clear conscious being. No, I did not have sex. Like, yeah. I think that's what it is. Like, later they're like, oh, yeah, I did that. That's yeah. so <laughs> funny. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. I, but as you as you can see, it, it, like, breeds, like, people, like, when you, it's the same thing sneakiness. as strict yeah. parents. It's, like, it just breeds yeah. this, like, very sneaky behavior when. It's, like, just have sex. <laughs> yes. For sure. Oh, my God, yes. This is so interesting. <laughs> I've learned so much in this episode. I love it. Yeah. If <laughs> anyone out the there tries soaking has done it, we'd love to interview you. <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. I was saying, yes, I would love to know. That's and so sound out, sound off in the comments down below. Let yeah. us know what's it like. <laughs> Would you do it again? What's Did you orgasm? Like? Yes, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> just no movement. Just sitting no there. Movement. The bunk bed. Yeah, the bunk bed. That's Maybe a good a ass run. friend. Oh, I, I have a good question. That's what I was That's a say. ride Who's or die. Doing I would do it for you. I would do it for you. <laughs> when did you guys, did you guys have like a moment when you're like, we are ride or die? It's like one moment for each other. We're like, that's my ride or die or vice versa. Oh, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think if you helped me put on a tampon for the first time, but I think I had to go on that journey <gasps> Wait, alone. Can, you have to tell them. <gasps> tell us. So I was really, I, I was really scared of tampons my whole life. Same. Um, I was on the dance team and I remember I would like wear pads and like you could see through my tights and things. Girl, was, same. Like, it was so embarrassing, but I was like, I'm not shoving that up my, well also, <laughs> sorry, funny way to cut <laughs> off. Um, my, I started my period in the 
day of graduation of sixth grade, which was like a hot kid in school, like was throwing a pool party. So I was like, oh my God, everyone's going. I'm like, I'm invited. And I got my period. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And my mom was like, oh, you have to wear a tampon. First day ever getting my period. I was like, okay, we tried scarred me so for like eight years I refused to wear one and so when I was in college uh one of my best friends her name's Steph the one with the two babies she was like Remy you need to like it's time you have to do this you have to do this I was like I'm so scared and she's like no like let me help you and tried to like shove it so I ran into the bathroom and I locked the door and I was like just let me do it myself I went through a box of tampons (laughs) because I didn't realize you had to put it in and insert I was just aiming and just fucking (laughs) shooting it up into the air Hoping it was a big enough hole. you would just get in there. So then she came in. She's like, why are there so many wasted? Like, you wasted a box of them. And then I soon realized you have to insert mm-hmm. and release. I pull out. you like. Oh, I was, there, I was there for like an hour. Just but hits. she was a ride or die because she sat outside the door. was just like, Remy, oh, please let me in. So let me sweet. in. She was going to shove her Dead. hand up. So that was her ride or die moment. Mm. Any ride or die moments for you guys? Chelsea told me that. So I haven't been able to get pregnant. And oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to whatever. So she's like, she's like, JC, I want you to know I would be your surrogate. And that <gasps> and that really is ride or die because I hated being pregnant. Oh, my God. But I loved giving birth. And so. I was like, I would never make you do that. But thank you. That, yeah, that means I would. a lot. Oh, you know, that, would. Be, that would be your ride or die moment yeah. for me that would be the ultimate That's like the ultimate that might be the yeah the most ride or die for you me, could ever I be like that would be so like selfless. meaningful to me i'm like that would be so amazing selfless. for me i would get so much clout for that <laughs> uh, oh i would be honored to carry miss remy ashton jr that's what i'm saying like it would be so i'm like i'm carrying your baby for you and then Aww. i get to give it to you because there are some people who love being surrogates like they've been yeah like, six times wow wow and after having their own kids because they just love being pregnant and love doing that also and the hormones but if it was someone i know yeah i might i might think about it because i loved birth but the nine months before that's a little i can't believe you loved birth i've never heard anyone in their life say they loved giving birth well i did it unmedicated too completely oh okay so my mom also didn't have an epidural and for whatever my competitive ass self and i know you're not supposed (laughs) to compare yourself i'm like if she can do it i can do it so it's my (laughs) oh no shoot me up with that i want it (laughs) but did you like courtney kardashian like pull him out no 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 no. (laughs) heck no i was so it's so interesting because i was in a trance like when i was pushing because you feel everything that's crazy but in a way where I was like forced to be so present but then I was also in a trance at the same time where I was like it was like a euphoric trance where I was just like feeling this like I was feeling everything and then but it's because the reward of him coming out never felt anything like it oh my god it was like taking the best poop of your life like it was just like (laughs) oh my gosh like I did it I did it I did it it was awesome that's amazing yeah before I think think it's great that you talk about birth positively though because it is kind of rare and I'm like I just feel like it's good to hear oh I was petrified to give birth because all you hear is birth trauma yeah yeah so I I wanted to be because I didn't talk very highly of pregnancy and like I I did love being pregnant I loved moments of it I was gonna say I've heard if you have a hard pregnancy the birth is really easy and then opposite if you mm. have like a super easy pregnancy usually the birth oh. is a little harder so that kind of makes sense if yeah. that's easier for you mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true i know i don't know shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. i probably saw a tiktok yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with everything literally i read an article yeah. yeah um yeah but i always would see um like scary birth stories and i was like oh my gosh so i took this course and it was called pain-free birth i was like okay sign me up for that yeah. whoa it was not pain free, <laughs> but it was, it, she talks about pain, it just in a difference, just intense, not pain. And like, you learn how to breathe through it. We just talked about this on our podcast, like breathing methods that uh-huh. can help you like tension causes pain. So if you release the tension, it's just 
Oh, more of waves. More. Yeah, it's more oh. flowing and more of like you're more in the process of it. I don't know if I'll do unmedicated for every single one, but I did love it and I didn't tear because when you're unmedicated, I, you can feel it down there. And so you feel like kind of when to clench or when to say, let go. Because otherwise it's numb. I've heard it's yeah. better for your muscles because it, it can actually yeah. like stretch out a little bit. But if you do, if you do want epidural and you, and um, to not tear, if you practice pushing, you can, you, you can like lessen your um, likelihood of tearing as well. Oh my God. But also um, my mom did five of her, she has six kids. So <gasps> all five of her, she did unmedicated. And her last one, she had an epidural and she was like, I knew how to push. So it was like a freaking breeze. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It was because a walk like, in the park knew. for yeah. that yeah. I already knew what muscles yes. and then I could just like. Her body was like, yep. How many kids yeah. do you want? Oof. As, as many as my body allows. <laughs> <laughs> but probably like four maybe. Yeah. Wow. We'll see if I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I loved growing up with so many siblings. So I'm like. I, you know, I want to give you siblings, yeah. but at the a same little soccer time, team. yeah, I'm I like, can't picture me having more than two. Same here. But I don't know. Also, my mom was adopted, so I would totally adopt. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's so, I, I like would be very open to it yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I know growing up, again, growing up Mormon and just being in that community, I was saying, I'm like, I didn't know anyone. So my, I only have two siblings, so there's three of us. And I had like the smallest family ever. Like yeah. everyone else had six kids in their family. So I was yeah. always like, oh, wow. And I feel like the standard is like four or four to like yeah. six or eight even kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Get the whole like, it, what is it? The whole van thing. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> it's funny because like the older I get, I'm like, I could be good with two. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe, maybe three. Yeah. Like, Let's just you go one at a time. I'd say you're between two and three. Yes. I'm like three max. Yes. yes. Wow. You need a ride or die moment. She's like, oh, I'm trying to think hers. of one. I know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like high school too, because that's when you're like learning about all this stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are so many, but also like we stay in hotel um, rooms together all the time. So it's like, well, I guess you watch me pump. So what, what or is that a ride about ride ho- hotel? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, so it's like, <laughs> we just like to drive every, in the car sometimes. I'm just saying like farting like in front of each other. Like <laughs> no, a ride or die moment is like something I did for you. That's like, you are my ride or die. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know everything about me. That's why I'm saying you being a surrogate for me would be like, that's your Oh, that's ride my ride or die. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, sorry. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm like, like a farmer. I'm like, you don't make fun of me. Let me think. I don't know. There's not like a <laughs> one that sticks out. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Cause I was gonna say, I'm like, you watch me literally pump, which is a little shocking. And, and <laughs> um, can you think of any? That's me. Mm, no, not specifically. The only thing, the only like um, concept I can think of is that I like, like to support you. And I'm always like wanting to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I was thinking like, for some reason I was stuck on bodily things. (laughs) (laughs) Like something. Like just the concept of like, when you're on the voice, I'm like, go vote for it. Like I just like always. That's true. That's true. Wait, you were on the voice. The voice on Snapchat. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> she met Blake I don't, Shelton. I don't like Shut to add up. the last part. But yeah. Uh, the voice. Did okay. you go? So you went on the TV show? Or you were? It, it, was, it all was all on Snapchat. Snapchat. Whoa. Yeah. So did. it was like a mini version where it's like <gasps> each person had two people they picked out of like, 
they had four people to, p- to pick from, then they chose two to be on their team. So I was one wow. of the two. And then it narrowed down to the one. Mm-hmm. To the, okay. oh. And then everyone voted for who won that. Like we went Jeez. to LA, sang together. Ugh. Me and the other person I was getting was so likable. He was like this country boy. <laughs> like uh, such like on Blake's team. Yeah, even he like- loves a country yeah. guy, obviously. We met Julia Michaels and she was like Love. to him, she's like, you are so cute. I just want to hug you. I'm like, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. so much more, it's so much more. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> okay. Where are we at? Ride or die? Oh, ride or die. Yes. yes. Chelsea's really no. struggling to come up with one. I'm like, I support you. <laughs> no, I, no, I always tell Jay that people, I think it's because people always ask us like the same question of, no one's asked us the ride or die moments, obviously, because I don't have an answer for it. Right <laughs> but they always ask us like, what's your favorite thing about each other? Yeah. So I do always say that. Like JC's always like inspired. You know how we were just talking about friends who like inspire you. JC always inspires me to like be my best self. Always is like, on my um, my my biggest cheerleader. I Aww. love that. Yeah. yeah, especially when I was, was on The Voice for different things. Like she's always using her power for good. <laughs> oh, yeah, her like power. Posting about it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like when I come out with, I came out with like a little ebook or whatever and I don't have that many Instagram followers and JC always be like, buy it, buy it, swipe up. Oh, you know, you're so that. sweet. Yeah, I know. I always say I'm a talent scout because in high school she didn't have any Instagram followers. But I'm like, I knew. You knew. <laughs> I say I'm a talent scout too. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There've been like three people that are like, big now that I found when they were small, even like my old management, I'd be like, sign these people, they're gonna be big. I just, I remember, they're big. Uh, I remember you being massive. like, do you know this girl named Addison? I was like, no, and she was, she's gonna blow up. She, has, she goes, she has 7,000 followers on TikTok. Watch, <gasps> she's gonna blow up. And 7, it was Addison Stop. Stop. No, 7, you guys, that's crazy. I know. Wait, so who are the next? Um, we're gonna Slim pickings currently, <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back on TikTok and let you know, but I feel like I have a secret talent for it. Yeah, wow. It's a good, in, but it's an intuition thing. Don't you mm-hmm. think? I'm just like, I think I just like, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. 100%, I, I remember seeing, which this is not as crazy, but I remember seeing Emma Chamberlain's videos and it was probably right when she started blowing up, but it was something like she had like 50,000 or like mm-hmm. 100,000 subscribers. And yeah. I, I showed life, I was like, she's really funny. Mm-hmm. Obviously now has like okay. millions. Yeah. I actually feel like you do that a lot. Like you'll always say like, oh, this person and they'll have like just a couple thousand and yeah. then they'll blow up. Like, I think you did that with Emily Mariko as well. No yeah. way. Like she was like, oh my gosh, this girl, like I feel like her videos are so good. She's going to blow up. Yes. It was like, I think she had less than a hundred thousand. Wow. I love like holding them so close to my heart. And then when they get big, I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, fly, fly free, fly, fly free. <laughs> I support free. your wings. <laughs> 100%. What's your ride or die moment for me? <laughs> Oh God. I have mine for you, but <laughs> it was illegal, so I can't say. <laughs> um you, I feel like <laughs> mine probably was also illegal. <laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> And we'll end there. And on that note, thank you guys so much for coming on. Of course, thanks for having us. We're so excited to have you guys on ours. Yes, we're going to be doing a swap. So uh, definitely go subscribe to their podcast and get excited for their episode. Um, We'll we'll plan the timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming we want to launch like, or something. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll, it'll it'll probably be uh, out now. Link in the description. If not, it'll be out very soon. Yes, please plug yourselves. Where can they listen to you? Where can they watch you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm JC Marie on pretty much, or JC Marie Smith on TikTok, and then JC Marie on YouTube, and then our podcast is What We Said Podcast. Not to be confused with Kendall Jenner's Instagram. Yes. yes. Don't yes. follow her yes. on accident. Yes. Guys. I need the cloud. <laughs> <for her. laughs> exactly. I'm Chelsea Jade Curtis, so you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that. Love it. Well, mm-hmm. thank you guys again, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.